Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan Hauser with Evoke Bikes. So I had a really good conversation with a newer athlete, and we were talking about the butterflies and the nervousness when you're getting on the start line and you're looking around and you're thinking, wow, there are so many fast women and men here, whichever race you're in. And we started talking, and this guy's an athlete. He's been an athlete before cycling. He's, you know, been... He's a newer cyclist, so he's new to bike racing, but he made a comment of trying, you need to try to convince yourself that you have a shot when you're on the start line. And I was thinking and said to him, how can you take that a step backwards? Because most people are at least looking at the pre-reg list. You might be going to this race, again, you've been there before, so you know kind of the characters that show up in terms of talent, where you stack up. You should have convinced yourself on the drive to the race, if not days before the race, that you have a shot. And you might be saying, but Brendan, I'm going to a race with people that are way faster than me. I'm probably going to be 40th if there's 100 people there. Luckily, you are participating in a sport where if you get in the right move, you might be the worst person there, but you could still maybe get on the podium. You could still possibly get a top 10. And how does that happen? Fortunately, in a bike race, we all know that it's not just the fastest people that get away in the break. It's not just the fastest people that happen to win the race. There's so much going on in the chess match that if you, there have been many races, and I don't like to talk about myself but I can use this as a very concrete example because I know where I slotted in. Out of 100 guys, I was middle of the pack. Like, look at talent. Look at everyone's obsessed with Watts per KG. Look at the raw numbers. Look at who these people are. I'm a middle-of-the-road athlete and have gotten on the podium. I have been in races where I'm shifted down a little bit, not in the middle. Maybe I'm, you know, 70th. And have gotten a top 10 because when things start getting spicy and people start attacking, you're reading the race and you're seeing who's going. When people are attacking, it's not like like everybody knows, right? It's not like we go to a hill and it's like, okay, who's the fastest? And the fastest guy's right away. There's all these changes, exchanges, breaks go, breaks come back. And sometimes it's like there's this thing on your shoulder and it's saying, this is the move. And if you think about it, you're going to miss it. But if you go with it and you take a chance, you find yourself in a break of 10 people and you're going to look around and you're thinking, holy crap, I'm in way over my head. These guys are insanely fast. And now you need to put on your sociology hat. How do I stay friends with these people? If you, and I'm telling this new guy, if you immediately say, if you're thinking, hey, I got to get down the road with these 10 guys and maybe I can you know, somehow figure something out. If you're already saying, hey, I can't pull, or you're telling people that you're not strong enough, they're going to want to drop you because the fastest people in that group probably know they're the fastest. They don't want to be told what to do. But here's the trick. When everyone's taking their turn pulling and you're all trying to get away, give your best effort that is not going to make you blow up and go out the back. And when your best effort isn't good enough, they're most likely just going to tell you, hey man, just get out of the way. <laughs> you, didn't ask, you didn't have to ask for the free card. They are asking you, get out of the way. Because you know what they're thinking? Oh, this guy's, this guy's slow. He sucks. We're going to be able to get rid of him later. Well, 
Maybe they can, because now guess what's going to happen? The seven strong guys out of this group of 10 that, you know, three people they're deeming aren't strong enough, they are motivated to get away. And this has happened. I've looked around and, and this is not, not me being, oh, I'm so strong. This is me being in a local race. That's This is just natural facts of racing. If I go to a local race, there's a good chance I can drive a break with seven other strong guys. That's God giving me a talent to pedal a bike, period. If there are three people that I don't know, I respect them. But if they're, if I'm like, oh, this is cat three, this is like a new guy, whatever. I'm not really worried about you until later. I'm not discounting you. But I'm thinking if you can't pull through and help us get away from the other 50 people and this is the, like we've all, hey, this is the time to go, then we'll deal with you later. And I don't say that in a, that's good for you. You get to sit on. We're, we want to do the work because we want to get away. We think that our hand is best to get away with you. So use that to your advantage. This is how a bike race unfolds. Guys have, trust me, guys have done that to me before. When I was on the come up, that's how I got on the podium with Jesse Anthony at Battenkill, right? And Jesse Anthony is on a totally different planet from my skill set. But 10 people were up the road. I bridged with Brett Tivers. People started getting dropped from the break. And now the break of 10 starts splintering. It's a lot of little groups. Brett Tivers from Australia, who rode for Garneau out of Canada, is an absolute freak. And we just motored. And he dropped me on the last climb. And he bridged up to Jesse Anthony and beat him. That's how I got third, right? Like the right move at the right time with the right person, picking off the right people attacking little groups. We were like, hey, let's keep everything splintered. We don't want people to come back with us. And I just couldn't stay with them on, on the final climb. But on paper, I that was a race. It was one of my first really big races. And so you just need to go and race. And I hope this motivates you to not freak yourself out before the race. So coming back to all this, before the race, the week before the race, look at all the good people. Don't put them on a pedestal. They are putting on the bib shorts the same way as you. If you haven't trained, then yeah, you're going to get shellacked. If you've trained though, you can tell I'm like super adamant about this. If you've trained, all you can do is put your best foot forward. Don't let your head take you out of this race. This is just, it blows my mind the number of athletes that beat themselves. And the thing is, the reason you want to do this before the race starts. And the reason you definitely, definitely need to do this before you even get to the race, there's going to be a moment in the race that's really, really difficult. And if you have these other athletes on a pedestal and you're thinking, wow, these guys are just way faster than me. When it gets really hard and they start to gap you a little bit, there's a thing that you're not even thinking it in your brain that's saying, I'm getting gapped because I'm not as strong as them. I'm not as good as them. They're better than me. I deserve to get dropped. And guess what? You get dropped. However, Part of the brain game of this is you have convinced yourself that you have a shot. All you need to think is, oh crap, this is that moment that I knew was coming that is insanely hard. Go into your freaking dojo, pedal the damn bike as hard as you can, knowing that they are hurting a lot too. And then at some point it will ease up. And sometimes you get dropped. And sometimes you hang on and it sits up and you look around and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm with these guys. Holy crap. This just happened. And now you got to play the game. How do I stay with them? How do I befriend them? Don't have them attack me. You know, 
make it copacetic, figure that out. That's a huge part. Like the being friends with people in the bike race and then when do you try and kill them? That's part of this game. So I, I really, when you're new and especially when you go to a race out of town and you don't know anybody and you might roll there by yourself and you see other people talking to each other, that's super intimidating to me. I'm like, damn, everybody knows each other. I don't know anybody. What's going on? Da, da, da. Just, just let that go. Just let go of those thoughts. And I don't mean to get, I've been using the term gone karma. Don't mean to get deep with you on this, but this is part of it. This is it. That's the amazing part of endurance sports. This isn't just, you know, hey, who it's different than sports that I ever played coming up on team sports. Um, endurance sports have just so many different components from obviously the athletic side, but also the brain game, the mental game, I think is is bigger than sports like basketball, soccer, volleyball, tennis, whatever. Because there's a lot of self-doubt and there's a lot of, it's just a long, you know, race. So anyways, without getting too verbose, verbose on this, you can do this. You got to talk to yourself. And if you can't figure out how to do this, you need to read some books about getting some confidence about how to get ready for the race. But I'm very confident that most athletes can perform better than themselves if they get out of their own head. Good luck with your training. Crush it. Tell a friend about the podcast if you like it. Send it to a friend that might need some mental help and just understanding you need to think about this way before the race starts. Let's go. You got this.